We don't want to win arguments. We want to win brothers and sisters who love and serve our Savior to the fullness of the faith. Authority is for service, and particularly those who are low and weak. The New Testament is what is concealed in the Old, and the Old Testament is what is revealed in the New. Church has always taught us the meaning of life. You don't have to go to a psychologist to find out. You don't have to find out who you are. You just got to go to the church, and the church teaches us. Who made me? God made me. Why did God make me? This is the meaning of life. If we could only realize the power that is released in every Mass, it is the power to move heaven and earth and to change the course of history. You're listening to the Catholic Lab Podcast. If you like what you hear, consider subscribing to our podcast and do well to support via the link in the show notes. I welcome you all, Stephen Henry. You welcome me. Thank you for granting me this interview with you. Thank you all for coming for today's uh, podcast. My name is Richard Oelike. At least it's evident from the title. <laughs> welcome to another episode of the Catholic Lab podcast. And today we have a topic, suffering and Christianity with a beloved brother of mine that social media, Clubhouse in particular, and Roadcaster Pro again in particular has given to me in the past few months. Thank you, Brother Ni, for joining us today. Can you please introduce yourself to the house? Well, um, I'll say yeah, I'm honored to be on on your podcast. You know, you've been inviting me. So first of all, let me just say thanks. Um, my name is Ni, you know, um, and I'm just a man that loves to... Um, I'm just a man that loves the Lord, you know, and uh, I do anything to spread his gospel, you know, to encourage people, to let them know that being a Christian, you know, it's it's worth it. What Christ did for us on the cross is worth it. And um, if I am not ashamed of the gospel, you know, I am eager to talk about the gospel everywhere I go. So regardless of what room, I mean, uh, what people that I i mingle around with you know uh i find ways to share gospel with 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 people so that i I believe that's what brought us here you know so again thanks again for having me on your show today okay thank you very much so can you tell us a little bit of your christian background and where you are now well, you know, once upon a time, I wasn't where I was right now, you know, because um, I was knee-high insane, you know. Um, I was knee-high insane, and man, you you name it, I've, I've done it, right? But I had a great, I had a great encounter with, with, with Christ, you know, in, in the weirdest ways that you would ever think you would ever see god in the midst over there right that was in that was a couple of years ago i was in combat right in the, in the middle of chaos and that's when actually my life actually really changed not because i was scared you know um i've been to iraq i've been to afghanistan so it ain't nothing like i'm scared to die so 
due to fear, I found God. Now I was, I was in the most comfortable place in my life, you know, but yet still, you know, when you have something inside you yearning for more, wanting to know about, about Christ, about God, why am I even going to church? Why do I call myself a Christian, you know? And, you know, so I was just battling back, back and forth, you know, and I was like, you know what, God, if, if, if you, if you're real, you know, if you're real, like everybody says, and um, I'm doing everything, but yet still, I thought I was saved, but I wasn't saved. But if it's true that you are God, you know, show yourself in a way that I never would expect you to, you know, and um, yeah. I found God and uh, I, I would have been dead by now, but I know it wasn't because of the Lord that was on my side. You know, I know everybody's going to say if God wasn't on my side, I would have been dead. And 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 that's true, too, you know, but um, I'm just speaking in my experience because if it wasn't the Lord on my side that day, what had happened, yeah. um, I, I would I would be I would be dead by now. So we just give all glory to God. Wow. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. And for those who just heard the part where you said, oh, you were, you've been to Iraq, not as a delivery man, but as a military. <laughs> so Ni is also a military man, he's a soldier. He's a member of the U.S. Army, for those of us in the room. And I would like to ask, as a military man who gets to carry the gun, you know, to fight in these places, how do you see the pain and how do you see pain and suffering like in this aspect of your military work? Well, you know, when you look in the Bible, there's a lot of people, especially in the Old Testament, right? There's a lot of people like David was 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 always in battle, right? That's why he couldn't build the temple. So his son had to build the temple, right? So I, th I do believe um in certain jobs, everything that you do, you do it to glorify God. Because the Bible says, even when we eat, we drink, we should do it to glorify God. You know, what is my life example that I show to people outside when I'm outside the United States, whether in in the in the Arab countries or even even in South Korea and all those places, right? What are they seeing? Are they seeing Christ in me, or they seeing me that is just of himself, you know, so um, I carry my cross like Christ wants us to, you know, even even when I'm in combat, you know, even when I'm in combat. And I, I tell people, you know, when I'm praying in, in, in combat, I, I always pray that though I'm firing my weapon, my weapon misses, mm. you know, the bullets that may fly out of my weapon may miss if it's an innocent person and God, you know, who it's out here to kill and to destroy. And if they're not, well, that is weapon. Let them know that, yes, there's, there is a God, you know? So, um, yeah, that's how I carry myself, you know, because um, being a Christian is not just how you feel. It is what Christ has done for you and the commandment that he's, he's given you. Mm. Yeah, thank you for that. That's a powerful one. Especially the part where you said weapon misses, and despite that, you still have to call on God. And I just feel, um, as a Nigerian, we see a lot of abuse with men in power, not just um, 
those with the physical weapon now but those in political offices and it's like there's this kind of intoxicating um, power that power has let permit me to use it that way that okay, you just want to um, let it out you just want to show the person that you are greater you just want to show the person that you are in charge and then it causes a lot of misbehavior and turns the whole world around so let's uh, dive deep again to today's topic suffering and christianity i see this as a very difficult topic it's difficult for me even to answer questions and objections to the faith especially when it comes to suffering why should we suffer why is there suffering and pain all around why are children born with various kind of sicknesses and illnesses why do we have natural disasters you know we have all this coming in back and forth why persecutions why sterility why the death of children and friends why why do we have to die why is there loneliness why is there abandonment why do we have to watch um, wicked people prosper like on a day-to-day basis and you see those who would consider to be just and good you see them suffering we see good ones with unfaithful spouses you know just all around us why are these things happening and sometimes it's difficult to answer these objections and i think we just want to have this discussion and see if we can scratch the surface so what would you say about suffering in the christian life why do we have it so i'll go back to the very first part that you were talking about you know people with power and political powers and they want to abuse those right you know um the bible talks about us being meek right and when we say meek it doesn't mean that you are a weak man right you see a horse when you have a horse when when you have a horse right um you can tame that horse in a way that you put the rod in the horse's mouth you can control the horse right but then the horse still has power if the horse flips you off his back it can trample on you and it can kill you right but the horse chooses not to right because you've tamed the horse and it chooses not to and that's the same way also when we have power and we are I'm going to say born again Christian, you know, because lately you got to clarify what kind of Christian you are because you got Christians and we got born again Christians. Though that word born again means Christian, you know, you have to be a yes. born again to be Christian, but now people just use it anyway. So um, I'm just going to clarify. Okay. You know, so so now you have that power and you are controlling your power. Why are you controlling that power? Because you have Christ in you. Jesus Christ was not a weak man. Jesus Christ was a strong man. Regardless of when you see the paintings of pictures, pictures of Jesus Christ that look like a pretty boy. No, that's not what Jesus Christ was, right? Jesus Christ had power that he could have stopped the crucifixion. People were spitting on his face and everything. You think he didn't have to call angels to have charge over him? He he had that power right but he knew what he was doing to save you and i from god's own wrath right so he controlled that power and that's why i would say you know you got to be gentle you know and make man is somebody who can control his power and and not abuse that power right so now we can go into the suffering right um when you read um let me pull it up so I could read it up well so I don't um, 
messed up the word of God. But when you go into John chapter 16, verse 33, right? Jesus Christ answers all these things about suffering, you know? And you ask a lot of questions. Why do you see people suffering? Why do you see death happening? Why do you see this happening? Why is it some people are born and they got sicknesses, right? Some people are born and they may be born blind. You know, what did they do? Did their fathers sin? Is it a sin from their forefathers that is making them do that? And you remember there was a story in the Bible when the Jesus Christ had this blind man and Jesus Christ was, you know, the gospel in itself. I tell people the gospel is offensive, right? Because when you're telling them, hey, you were destined to hell and, and, and God sent his son to die for you so you do not face the wrath of God and you tell somebody about sin they get mad because truth people some people don't like to people don't want to know the truth right so Jesus Christ they ask Jesus Christ man who sinned is this a, is it his mother or is it his father is it something that happened for him to, to yeah. be blind and Jesus Christ said no no, nobody's saying this is to glorify God because if Jesus Christ never performed all those miracles how will we know if if you've never been hungry before and the Lord has provided for you how would you know he's Jehovah Jireh how would you know if you've never been in certain things that God has rescued you out of it I'm going to use myself as an example because because the only person I know how to talk about is Jesus Christ and what Christ has done for me so the only examples I could give is in my life. How would I know God can take me out of chaos situation? How would I know God could take me out of suicide if I never trusted in him? If I never gave him the opportunity, thinking I could do it on my own. You know, because the Bible says, for when I am weak, he's made strong, you know. So in my weakness, he's made strong and he manifests himself to others. You know, um, so uh, let, let me go into John chapter three. Let me pull this thing up on my computer. Hopefully. Okay. Yeah, John John chapter sixteen verse thirty three, and this is this is one verse that Jesus Christ was talking to the people. And um, I, I'll read the verse thirty three. Says I'm going to read uh, thirty three. Says I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace in the world. You may have tribulations, but take heart, I have overcome the world, right? So while we see all this suffering going on around, because men are wicked. If I should ask anybody right now, put your hands up and and, and do I have any wicked man or woman in, in the crowd? Nobody will put your hands up. But when you go into Jeremiah chapter 17, it says the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked it would hide a lot of things away from us mm. right so if we do not put our trust in god for god says he has overcame everything right so why suffering happen well people don't love god people don't love god they love themselves truth be told they don't love jesus christ they love themselves right so yeah. you, you see all this wickedness and all this suffering going on you know some of those things are to glorify god and some of those things people afflict wickedness on people because of their selfish acts you know 
Who am I to say what the Lord has made is not perfect? Right? So maybe somebody is born blind. Maybe somebody is born without. You know, when I was in West Africa, Ghana, right? When I was in Ghana, right? You see people um, born and maybe they don't have arms or whatever. And we just cast them away because we say, you know, well, this person is is handicapped. This person is not this. This person. But then you go to, you come to the United States or you go to Europe or any other places, you see the same people being able to drive cars, work well. Why is that? Because nobody looks less on other people, right? Because we appreciate what God has done. So to the moment that we appreciate what God has done, sometimes we're not going to treat people right. And and also, Christ also said, for his name's sake, you, you know, when you mention the name of Jesus Christ, people start acting a fool. You know, if, if if I may use that word, like acting the fool, like it, it it causes people to start arguing with you, right? He says, for my name's sake, people are going to treat you this way. Christians in the old, in the in the New Testament, when Christ came and died for us, and they were first called Christians, they used to hide to worship God, to to to. Even sharing the gospel, they were being murdered. You know, Apostle Paul was beheaded. Paul and Peter was hanged upside down. You know, um, 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 John, you know, John the Revelator, you know, he was he was put somewhere on an island all by himself, you know, for him to die, you know, just because of him sharing the truth. Stephen was stoned by Paul. Back then, his name was Saul till he changed his name to Paul, right? So all those things we 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 see that that once we are in Christ and we are not of this world, the world is going to hate us. For if we are of this world, the world will love us. You know, so I, I, that's why I think sometimes all the suffering um, that's happened just because the world is just wicked. That's all. I think I think that's that's true. A lot of human suffering comes from people misbehaving here and there. You go into someone's house as a thief with your gun, and you kill the family just because you want some materials that they have in the house. But at the same time, a lot of persons will point to some natural sufferings that um, people cannot control, like a child being born blind. And I think in the in the world of the atheist. One of their biggest and strongest point against Christianity is the problem of evil, the problem of suffering. How would a good God allow these evil things to happen? Where was he when this was happening? Why can't he avert it? And they make the conclusion that if God could not stop this suffering, it means God is not all-powerful. And I think this has been argument even with the philosophical realm over the years and I don't think there's an absolute um, answer that you just throw at someone that this is the answer and the person takes it. It has to do with uh, a continuous integration into the life of Christ. I think just like you said, that's only when we can um, fully appreciate the importance of suffering and the the efficative um, aspect of suffering even in our lives. You know, today, uh, no, not today, that was um, yesterday or two days ago. 
I was somewhere in Ibadan here and I saw a woman. She had stroke and she was still on the street dragging one of her affected leg on the road. She couldn't move one of her arms. So the functioning arm, she tied a rope on this arm and there was a magnet at the end of the rope. And what was she doing in the middle of the market? She goes around looking for um, the covers, these metallic covers of um, Coke bottles and Pepsi bottles. Then she tries to use the magnet as she's dragging it. So she just had to gather that and when she had the right quantity, she would sell to someone in the market, those that buy the metals and then give her some change to sustain herself. So just the sight of that was so heartbreaking. And we all have different stories even about ourselves, how we've suffered at one point or the other, or are still suffering. And I think it is in union with Christ that we are able to find meaning. But if um, I'm to ask this question, in light of what Christ has done on the cross of Calvary, should Christians suffer? Has Jesus not done it all? Should there still be suffering in our lives? What would you say, Nick? I mean, I would, what I would say to that is, yes, when Christ came, Christ said, it is when on on the cross right when he was crucified he said it is finished right what is finished he's he's paid the price for us for our sins right and um there's a scripture that i pulled up out of um out of um romans chapter 5 verse 12 it says therefore as sin came into the world um, true one man and and death true sin and so death um, spread to all men because all sinned right because we all were born in sin you know for all i've seen for for, for all i've seen and falling short of the righteousness of god right and christ came and is made as the righteousness of god right a lot of people don't really know that they've been they've been set free and the only thing we have to do is believe in Jesus Christ. Repent and believe in Jesus Christ, like the Bible tells us, right? Um, reason why sometimes we suffer um, on that is because we don't have trust in God. You know, um, different strokes for different folks, right? Like we say, right? So um, my suffering used to be, I used to be suicidal, like really, really bad right why was i suicidal and why was not trusting in god because i thought i could help myself i can do it myself but you know james tells us even when we talking to people and we say hey i'll see you tomorrow why are we boasting in ourselves because we don't know what tomorrow is promised was it i who gave myself breath no it was it was god so god willing i'll see you tomorrow and that's the same way also when uh, we're going through this suffering and we're going through certain things we do not look up to god but instead we complain and 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 paul who wrote majority of the new testament had something says i cried out to god three times for him to take this away from me and what did the lord say he said my grace is sufficient enough for you we don't think God's grace is sufficient enough for us. And we just go every day just complaining and complaining, just like when the, you know, we would say, man, the Israelites didn't know God would provide for them. God was, God was, 
God provided everything for them. And yet still, they were still ungrateful because that's who we are. But if we understand God's grace, you know, when you look on your left hand, you got grace. On your right hand, you got mercy, you know. And if we can only trust God and know that his grace is sufficient enough for us to get us true day by day, that would make us really awesome. Now, the only way that I was able to overcome again, I'm only going to talk about myself. The only way I was able to overcome my suicidal ideation is not because anything that I did. Because if I say I did something, then I am a big liar and I'm ungrateful for what God has done in my life. I had to give myself to God. Like, I had to, man, I can't do nothing by myself. Because if I could, I would have. But I was suffering in, in, in within me. You know, so many things that bought up to lead me to this point, right? The number of dead bodies that I've seen in combat, the kind of things that I've done, you know? And I couldn't control myself. There was nothing I could do but to give it up to God. And the moment that I gave it up to God and I fully trusted Him, you know, that is when I know my victory came for me to, that's when my victory came for me to stop my suffering, you know, and how can this world stop its suffering, right? Just know that God is in control. Trust God than we've ever trusted God in our lives. You know, the more he, he, he so far as we know, his grace is sufficient enough for us. That's all we need. You know, we don't need all this fancy money. We don't need all this, um, um, all these things that we see, these flashy things, because they would not lead us anywhere. It, it's it's better for us to suffer for Christ than to die and go to hell and burn in eternity in hell. You know, I would I would rather suffer for Christ. And you know, being Christian is not the coolest thing. Lately, there were, yeah, a lot of them, <laughs> there were a lot of people call themselves Christians, you know, they, their heart is far away from Christ, you know, because they don't want to be canceled in America. We call it cancel culture is canceling people that I can't tell somebody who's a homosexual. I can't tell them you're living in sin because I'm afraid and I, I don't want people to think I'm, I'm wicked. I'm a bad. No, you're wicked for not telling people the truth. I'm going to love you. And love wow. is going to make me correct you, right? So that's the same way when we see our brother suffering, you know, you're like, hey, what is going on in your life, right? You got to encourage them and let them know the truth about the gospel, what Jesus Christ came to do for us and not put your head down and say, well, woe is me, you know, you know, why is not God in blessing me? And you see all these rich people around me making money, but... I'm serving God wholeheartedly, but yet still, it's because you are living a truthful life and nobody's giving you bribe and you, you know, people put like a million naira, I don't know how big the Nigerian naira is, it's been like ages since I've been in Nigeria, but let's say somebody put a million dollars and say, hey, here you go, brown paper bag, you know, you know you're a Christian, you'd be like, no, I'm not going to accept that. I know the God that I serve, he's going to provide. And you've seen them driving in all their flashy cars, man. Somebody driving around in, in that brand new Mercedes Benz. And you're like, man, I've been serving God truthfully. But 
what is going on no you still got to trust god with all your heart and all your mind you know why because god is good and god is always going to provide for you you know somebody may say me but you're in america that's why you're talking like that well i still struggle over here but you know what i got six children and i'm the only breadwinner in my house right so there's eight of us in my in my house but yet still wow. you know god provides every day for me right do i fancy people sometimes you know i do truth be told but you know what i always remember that god you know god is always going to provide and early on you ask why you know because this is how you know god is really merciful that he allows us to go through certain things for him to let you know that you cannot do it on your own you need me because if you try doing on your own you're going to cut corners you're going to take that bribe you're going to take uh you're going to lie you're going to cheat you're going to do certain things to you know that's why people do certain things because they don't trust god and they want to play god in their own lives so they want to do this and do that for themselves now if god has blessed you and you got money i'm not saying money is wrong right but 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 the love of of it will let you go in a different way and then your brother your sister will be looking at man why am i suffering now or oh, god we think they happened to me now i don't do everything <laughs> right i don't do everything now we yeah. think we, we can't go away at the subway he could you know go make him pick and chop right ah we think now you know you know, the, the, when I was in Nigeria, there was this song that I used to sing, everybody come, oh, this God, now I am, he good, oh, he kind, oh, he, um, 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 I can't remember, but, you know, it's, it's you know, it like, it's, you know, he give him picking chop, you know, he put on my bread finish, right? I mean, you know, I mean, he put the whole butter on my bread from the top to the bottom. That's how good of a God that we serve. But he allowed Job to suffer, right? Job lost everything but what did what did job do job never cares god you know um jesus christ was like man god if you know if it's my will can you if you know take this cup away from me take this suffering away from me but not my will but your will your will yeah. you know today we surrender our will and say no god let your will be done in my life you know you understand that certain suffering that you're going through it is it is nothing for god you just got to trust god you know and talking about earthquakes and all those disasters and poverty going on around you know um that i cannot answer why that happens but one thing i know that the good god that we serve is not just sitting down there just allowing it to happen without him nothing caught him by surprise let's just say that covid 19 didn't catch god by surprise you know you know, COVID-19 didn't catch him. You know, the monkey paws didn't catch him. Spanish flu didn't catch God by surprise. God knew all these things was coming, right? But, you know, those who didn't faint, you know, those who didn't worry, those who didn't say, man, what is wrong with me? And those who didn't say, you know what, I'm going to go help myself and do this and do that. That kept their faith strong in the Lord. Guess what? We still, we still moving. You know, I don't have a million dollars in my account. I don't have a hundred dollars. I don't have a hundred thousand dollars in my account. But guess what? One thing I have is the love of Christ. You know, Paul, hey, Peter, Peter says, silver, gold, do we do silver of gold, silver, silver and gold that we don't have, right? But what we yeah. have, we're going to give. And 
what they had was the me- was the message of Christ and the healing power of Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what yeah. they gave. So, um, if anybody thinks suffering is, you know, um, suffering is of from God, it's not from God. You know, because Christ already told us, you know, this world is going to offer you trials and tribulations, but in Him there's there's joy. I never said happiness, right? Because a lot of people are looking for happiness and not looking for joy. Because joy mm. is what God provides us. You know, hopefully I didn't say too much because I get <laughs> I get excited. I get excited talking now. <laughs> it's never too much answering those questions. Thank you for that. Um, for those of us just joining, uh, you're welcome, Father Victor. And I welcome us all again. The topic of discussion is suffering and Christianity. We're trying to look at how we can make meaning out of the suffering all around us, the killings here and there, the slaughter. And permit me to say, most of the time for us Christians, especially in 2022, there's actually a small percentage of Christians, like when compared to the larger body, who have been persecuted, who have been killed. A lot of us might never have a gun pointed to our face and will be asked to renounce our faith. But I think there's something that cuts across all Christians, which is bearing witness to the truth, which the world generally hates. So when a Christian speaks against um, homosexuality, speaks against abortion, speaks against uh, premarital sex, speaks against all these moral issues of our time, you will surely and definitely be spoken against. You will definitely lose friends. You will definitely lose your immediate acquaintance. And I think it's important that we recognize that even this offering are a form of persecution that all of us must be ready at all times to undo, to take um, our two faith and then be ready to fight the battle and fight for God. 2 Timothy 3.12. Permit me to just give us some Bible passages here. 2 Timothy 3.12 says, In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. That is from the scriptures. Anyone who wants to live a godly life will be persecuted. 1 Peter 5.10 tells us, And the God of all, of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. St. Paul says in his letter to the Romans, chapter 8, verse 18, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed to us. And just like Nisa said at the very beginning, our suffering is not always a result of our sins even though we know that sin can bring about suffering in a lot of ways but with the example of job and the example that we made reference to the man born blind which is a story in john chapter 9 verse 1 to 38 you know they asked jesus who is it that sinned is it this man or his parent why is it that he was born blind and the response of jesus is that neither the man sinned nor his parents but this has happened so that the glory of God will be made manifest. So our sufferings has to be united with the suffering of Christ. Jesus didn't suffer so that we don't have to suffer. He suffered so that our own suffering can be meaningful. Another passage in um, John 
chapter 16 verse 33 which you read out me is a very powerful one i've told you these things so that in me you will have peace in this world you will have trouble some transition says in this world you have suffering but take art i have overcome the world so christ is our support christ is is our backbone no matter what you are facing if you're in this room some of us might never uh, have need of a daily meal you might have the job of your dream but the suffering and the persecution might come in other ways it might be emotional but be strong and stand firm on the cross of christ and know that god has a way of bringing good out of every evil out of every pain and suffering even though it might not be so evident to us you might not see what he's doing but when you entrust yourself to him you can be sure that he's just doing something wonderful with your life i would like to encourage us to please raise up our hands and come up stage to add to the conversation if you have something to say about suffering and christianity either by sharing your own personal experiences or a question for our guest or for father as well please feel free Oh, Father Victor, I don't know if you are there, if you have something to also add to our discussion. Okay. Um, Stephen, are you there? Upstage. Good evening. I can't hear you. Oh, am I the only one? Nick, can you hear anyone? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. It, it sounds like Steven is in the metrics or something. Okay, I think it's his, it's his network. Um, Steven, your network is bad. I'll send an invite to all of us. Please come up stage. Let's share the word. Let's say something about this topic. Have you had any experience trying to um, console someone in a difficult situation? How did you go about it? I'm sure we'd have one or two things to learn from each other. Please feel free. Let's have a discussion. Okay. As Bridget, you're welcome. Good evening. Hi, good evening. Yeah, you're welcome to the podcast. Do you have a contribution or a question? Oh, uh, well, uh, a little contribution. Okay, please go ahead. Uh, so, talking about suffering and Christianity, uh, well, let's be clear on it. Even before we we define ourselves as Christians, uh, we, we are humans. So, human suffering, and now let's put it to the like, okay, why should you suffer as a Christian? When you have God, you know, like, we, you know, we have this say, why would I say believing God and I would have to pass through these tough moments? You know, some people feel like it's not meant to be that way, you know, and like you mentioned earlier, the, the atheists, like, they have this say, like, when you save God, why should you go through all this? You know, even, um, like, speaking now as a Catholic, I've had a... Uh, a similar experience, even coming from a fellow Christian. Uh, it was such a terrible one. And the person said to me, like, oh, you are a Catholic and you're going through all these times. Like, 
Why are you a Catholic? Uh, why, why, are you, why are you still going to the church? You know, it's a part of mental torture. Like, you're challenging me as a Christian. Like, why am I going through this tough time when I claim to save God? Like, that's the Christian asking me that same question. And, you know, you start thinking of so many things. But first thing I want to say about suffering is like, sometimes if uh, you don't go through hard times, we may not appreciate what uh what being a christian he is and we might not even appreciate our existence as humans and then um for people who ask questions about why should christians suffer you know we should ask ourselves do we do the right things and of course there are so many um health challenges like you mentioned earlier as well like uh people being uh born with deformities you know, these things happen, but let's be sincere, you know, as a scientist, you know, the majority of these sufferings actually happen because of our action. They didn't just come into, like, they didn't just come into the thing here, like, they just happen like that. It doesn't, it's a gradual process and, you know, from people making mistakes and, you know, they don't, we don't want to correct these things. You know, it keeps happening and then we are not even ready to uh, to find solutions to all these things. Like take for example, I'm not trying to be so strict here, but it's just a matter of reality. Like for example, you know, people, doctors talking about, oh, if you, if you belong to this kind of genotype, you shouldn't get married to this person, you know, like the AS and the AS thing. But some people still go, even as Christians, they still go ahead and say like uh, i said believe in god i know what god you you understand what i'm saying like they yeah, they go exactly. for that like okay i know what god can do uh, god mm. is going to make me overcome this and when this thing comes like uh probably in, in an unfortunate situation they they have a case of having like a, a an ss child or, yeah and then you know people start blaming these things on god and they start saying like Oh, when you serve God, why can God do this? You know, sometimes we don't have to put the blame on God. We have to be responsible for ourselves. And then suffering again, I can tell you, it's uh, it might be a challenge for everyone. Trust me, even Jesus Christ went through suffering. First thing was like, it's been designated that way because it's meant to suffer for our sins and it's for a purpose. If Christ did not suffer, probably no one, like maybe there would have been another way God would find a way to avert all these things. But then, we, you know, it wouldn't have come to pass like, well, are we, who are we to call ourselves Christians if Christ did not die for us? But, you know, even when Christ was about living, he gave some instructions and like the, 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 height, the, the, the height of it, like say, what you need to do is just to love God and you love yourselves. And I don't think it's so difficult for us to do. You understand? But then people, we don't even follow the ways of God. We just call ourselves Christians. You know? And it, these things happen. Even the crazy part of it is like you see people uh, prophesying and just claiming like, oh, I, I received a call from you, like, it's God's calling. Even when you know you were not genuinely called, 
and then you start bringing people into falsehood of uh, Christianity and then you make them see things that are not real. You know, mm. it's it's mental torture, like it's suffering. Like, look, uh, let me tell you a case. Okay. I, I, I have uh, like, like someone very close to me, uh, like, uh, you know, the family thought, okay, what can we do to help this woman? And then um, the family came together and made some amount of money for us to start a business. You know, this woman, she actually went ahead and donated this money to the church. Ah, to bear much fruit. Yeah. So she said she was actually, uh, like, she was actually sowing a seed. She, she, she goes to a Pentecostal church. And then I'm telling you, not as if I'm trying to mock anyone. But till date, like, things has not been okay for her. If, you know, and I'm not always happy when I hear these things. Like, why would some people come together and say, Take, this is what we have for you, a financial capital. Just start a life for yourself and just take care of your children. You understand? And you go ahead to say, okay, because of Christianity, like, I want to... It's not as if God is not watching you, but... I'm so sorry. The act you took was like a stupid, it was a stupid step because God has actually touched the heart of people. That was the first thing God did to make people even reason enough to help you. You understand? Yeah. Now, that is God's own way. God has raised helper for you. But you decided like, okay, because of what you believe, I'm going to donate it. It's not as if God doesn't see your heart. God doesn't know your intentions. Probably when you start, start up a business and everything is going on well, you can start giving back to the church. But not as if you're putting all the capital, like you're putting it, at the same time you're giving it back to, the, to uh, like a pastor or something. I'm not saying we shouldn't do, to go, do for God, like go to God's house, but you know, this thing, it gets people like, and now this is just in relation to the teaching I was saying, like, you you know, you give people false hopes and then it's a problem. It's a big problem. Sincerely, suffering is a big problem and it goes mere beyond the religion. You understand? Worry about yeah. people coming out there. Even people like not everyone, even the Bible says clearly, not even everyone who calls God name is definitely serving God. It's a camouflage. Like people come in there and say, I'm a Christian when they are actually not. You, you understand some people cannot even define clearly what christianity is and then you know uh like for like you know people for example people say okay when you're a christian how come you have people in in your congregation suffering and you're not doing anything about it and you know some some point comes out like oh we cannot do it for everyone is it so hard to do for everyone you know we we have to talk to ourselves and see these things humans like the more we keep going deeper like we keep searching and we keep trying to find a solution then we start bringing in problems for ourselves you, you understand like uh, people go uh like extra miles to get what actually doesn't exist and when it turns into suffering for them yeah uh, they blame it on christianity they blame it on god suffering does exist i've been in a situation like uh, like uh, I would call it suffering, but then I knew it was a challenge and it was a big challenge for me. And then it's like, I would say like for like nothing, like nothing less than 10 years, I was there and you know, it keeps coming. And then like, I was like, okay, 
But I never gave up. It's not enough for me to give up on my Christianity. It's not enough for me to give up on uh, to give up on who I am or to say, okay, I'm not going to accept God again because of this. Yeah. You know, we just have to keep suffering because it's a cross, and every human, regardless of who you are, look at people who come outside and say God doesn't exist. You can ask them, does everything work perfectly fine for you? Mm-hmm. Are you just trying to blame God because you're just looking for a fault, like? in someone you expect the person to be better than you know we are humans and as humans you means you are meant to face uh challenges and when you face challenges you are meant to overcome so how strong you can stay what approach do you take for me i face challenges and when i face challenges i remember that i am a christian if you are a muslim if you face challenges remember that you're a muslim and you seek solutions through what you you claim to be if you are Atheist, and you believe probably in in solving things in your own head, then go through it and stop blaming it all on God. Mm. See, for example, let, let's be sarcastic a bit here. When there was pandemic in 2020, people, mm-hmm. people like people were like, "Oh, there is God. There is this. Please and please." Uh, like, would somebody just? tell me like was it god that actually brought the uh the plague on people like this was it god that created the virus or something like was it in existence right from ages like you know our actions what things that we do we we, we try to alter nature like some people say okay let's go for uh for example like let's go for in vitro fertilization let's go for like you don't want to do things in the rational way then some people say let's go through surrogacy and you don't and when problems start coming in you start blaming it on god you see it doesn't work that way we have to address it like we do things that put us in this situation you know this is trouble and you're going through it and when the, the consequence of these things come we start blaming it on God and we start saying, oh God, because I said, of course we serve God, but you see, it can, it can do everything. With God, everything is possible. But do you think God will tell you this is the right, like when he has given you everything you need to differentiate between the good and the bad, you think he's going to go for, you have the, uh, you have the free will, that's the freedom God has given us, to choose between the good and the bad. Hmm. So it's left for us as humans to decide which path we belong to. Challenges, they might be different from suffering. It's a form of suffering, but they can always be overcome. But some people go extra miles, you know, running from, look, I don't even want to go far about it, you know. There are so many things that happen, even as a Nigerian, like, you know, for example, you have someone who, who needs a job. Okay. You understand? And the next thing you want to do is to go and sleep in the church. Like you're you're sleeping in church the first days, <laughs> like for seven days. And you keep saying you are suffering. How? How is God going to help you when you have not even done the right thing? No job application sent out. Yeah. You know, you, you have people looking for jobs and they go to the mountain to sleep there. And you keep saying, God, God, I have suffered enough. How? Have you helped yourself out of the suffering? No. You know, you you I hope you everyone understands where I'm coming from. I understand that there is suffering, 
But there are some things that you actually have to take. You have to ask yourself time and like over and over again. Is it actually worth it? Do I have to blame it on God? I, I don't blame anything on God for me as a Christian. Because we humans, we are uh, like, I'm human. You know, our acts are very, very evil. Like, for example, the woman you mentioned, she was in, a, a, like, in, within the market area trying to pick up uh, metals and selling them. You know, if we had good governments, what would stop them from helping such people? Like me said, in, in, in America, in, like, let me say in the Western world, in Europe, in America, you know, the government make provisions for these people. Even people who, who are like, um, um, and what do we call, uh, there is a particular name we call them, people that are not up to do. You know, governments give them funds, they support them. Not as if this, because these people are Christians or anything, but because the government, they are sensitive enough to know that these people need help. They are also humans. And they treat them specially. They say to like you, you go on the roads, you can see they make uh, the, the demarcations for people that are visually impaired. Like this is the way to take, this is the path to take. But in some part of the world, for example, in Nigeria where I'm from, they, they don't even care about these people. You leave them to just be there begging and everything. Whereas we have things to take care of these people. Yeah. Will you say to, to somebody who is visually impaired, you have God, call on God. <laughs> it's, it's not as if God cannot perform a miracle. But then, let us think about it. Some people, like, it, you know, some people, like, uh, for example, people will go to the, to the extent of, oh, I want to go through for a surgery, or, like, I'm going for a plastic surgery, I'm going, I'm going through this, uh, like, uh, medical way, like, probably for some alterations in their body. Yeah. And then it turns into a problem for them, and you start blaming it on God. You know, it's a big problem. You don't have to do all these things. First thing is, before you blame Christianity or whatever religion you belong to, we have to check ourselves as human. That as humans, that's what I'm trying. That's what my point is saying. Like, okay. don't blame suffering on God. Okay. There are challenges. As humans, we are meant to face challenges. Our actions decide if we quick. will overcome them, of it, or if it will so okay. turn into uh, suffering a minute, for us. So that's uh, just my take on it. Yeah. Thank okay. you. Yes, my sister Bridget, I totally and 100% agree with everything that you have just said, you know, and it's true. We bring it upon ourselves, right? Why Why am I saying that, that we bring it upon ourselves? Like, you're right, you know, you know, you cannot afford this thing and the money that you have like for example that lady right it's because a lot of people are greedy and wicked people like Elion, when i said you know the bible says the heart is um, deceitful and desperately wicked right a wicked man yeah. knows what the gospel says right but instead of them knowing that hey this is last person's money right i'm gonna live with, with that person but we're gonna tell you hey if you do not pay your tithes, God is not going to bless you. Show me where in the Bible that it says that, right? You know, it's because, you know why? The Bible says for lack of, my people perish because of lack of knowledge. For lack of knowledge, yeah. And when we haven't got that knowledge to know who Christ is and what Christ has done in our lives, 
then anything that comes around, anything that comes around that looks like religion, we fall for it. You know, the Bible tells us that we should test that spirit, you know? And what does it mean? It's not because um, test that spirit. If that person says I'm coming in the name of Jesus Christ, well, show me. Tell me something that is, is of God, you know, and, and, and not just... Hey, God wants me, God wants you to give me this hundred dollars and I'm going to bless you. When in the Bible did Jesus Christ get money from anybody? Where in the Bible did, did you see Apostle Paul getting money from people? Where, where did we ever see that? It's the people gave out of the abundance of their own heart that they had to tell them to take, take some back. You know, and, and when you look at the story of, um, um, is it, um, Ananias and his wife when they sold their property and decided like hey we're gonna lie and the Holy Spirit and, and, and God took their life it, you know what Peter said you know if you guys had told us the truth and say hey this is how much we made and this is what we want to give to God you know God no nothing would have happened right yeah. so and, and you see Jesus Christ also said you know who do you see on this coin it says Caesar right it says give us unto Caesar to Caesar and give us unto God to God right what what does that passage mean it says hey pay your taxes Jesus Christ even paid his tax but you know in a marvelous way when the fish gave that uh, money out for him to pay you know so when people have all this knowledge and understand what it means to be to, to give tithe what it means to to bring unto the Lord. You know, what kind of God do we serve that don't want you to want you to give everything and live miserable? The only reason why we suffer, it was because of sin and because of the fall of man. And we've been blaming each other. We never want to take our own responsibility. Adam said, the woman that you gave me, God, if you hadn't given me that woman, we wouldn't have fallen short right now. But the woman, what? I told you what you can have and what you cannot have. And if temptation comes your way, the Bible says submit in, in, in James, it says submit yourself. It says, therefore, submit yourself unto God and resist the devil and he will flee away from you. But you know what? We always want to resist the devil, but not submit ourselves unto God. And when things happen to us, we start blaming God. Like my sister was saying, you know, I know I can't afford to, to buy me a brand new motorcycle, but all my friends are riding in it and they look good. Man, why can't I <laughs> do the same thing? And then guess what? In America, it's really bad because we buy everything in credit, right? Hmm. You know, you, we want to, yeah, I always tell my friends, man, if I can afford this TV and I can't pay cash for it, that means I don't need it. I'm not going to go swipe a credit card and uh, two, two months down the line, um, I can't I can pay for it. And, um, um, you know, my credit card bills, the company is calling me and then it, it leads to from one lie to the other. You know, like my sister said, we bring it, we bring certain things upon ourselves. For if we know who the father is and what God is doing in our lives, you know, and if we listen the voice of God and we know we we communicate with the father back and forth you know all these things is not going to happen but guess what it's because of sin it's because of sin you know all all boils down to sin 
sin and all boils down to also to the prince of this world who is the prince of this world the devil the, the, the devil the, the devil is rolling true and flow to see who he may devour right and if we do not submit ourselves unto god like jim tells us he says therefore submit yourself you know when you look in the bible you're not gonna see surrender right but we got a song that says i surrender i surrender all you know we sing that song and then we leave our churches without not surrendering ourselves because you know when you're in when you're in war right i'm i'm a soldier right so uh, most of my things is always going to always deal with wars right when we when war and we see people waving their white flag right that means they have surrendered you know now you can take me captive that's why when we become christians we become born again we have to wave our flag and say god to you i leave but till 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 we crucify ourselves and say for god i leave if we've never done that you know we would just flow with what the devil has for us and blame god for our own mistakes you know god I'm, i know i'm not supposed to have sex before i get married but all my friends are doing it so let me go do it now boom this girl gets pregnant and then i can't even take care of the child that god has given me you know so again it's it so sudden suffering does happen because of us and sudden suffering also happen because of who we choose to follow my friends are gonna hate me because i don't want to live this lifestyle so guess what they're gonna call me names they're gonna say everything that they don't need to say about me because i choose to follow christ because I don't want to go to parties no more. I don't I don't want to drink. I don't want to smoke. Um, everybody's smoking marijuana and they think it's okay. And I don't want to do that because I know who I serve. And the one that I serve is all powerful and almighty. You know, we're going to take the story of um, Lazarus and the rich man, right? My brother Richard, right? That's, that's the only, I know somebody's going to say, but that's a parable. Yes, I know, but that was the only parable that Jesus Christ used names in particular. And that should let you know that that has a lot of meaning to it. Not that all, or not, not that what Christ said the whole time wasn't meaningful, but look at this. He said the rich man and Lazarus, right? Lazarus was sitting by the rich man's house and he'll be begging for food and the rich man had money and they were having lost I mean, they were eating the best things, man. I don't know. Um, all I know is Ghana Jollof is better than Nigerian Jollof. Hopefully, I don't no, start that's, no that's trouble. That's not true. <laughs> Hopefully, I don't start no trouble for here now. <laughs> but, 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 but you see what I'm saying, right? They were eating all the best food. You know, they got the yeah. goat meat and 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 uh, and uh, they got the best eba and the best we do, and they are eating all this good food, right? And um. Lazarus would just beg and they wouldn't even give him the crumbs. Like like crumbs, they wouldn't give him. And the dogs would eat it and lick his wounds, right? But something happened. They died. They both died. And the Bible tells us that the angels came and picked Lazarus up. 
and the, and the rich man was buried and the rich man woke up in a place of torment and he looked mm. up and he saw he saw Lazarus and even in the place of torment the rich man thought he still had authority right because we we'll say hey can you ask um Lazarus to dip his and for that yeah. said, no yeah. even if we want to we cannot because there's a chasm that divides us and the rich man said well just have him dip just a little just a little bit of water it's like well you had all those time you never remembered Lazarus for just a little bit but now you know but you know God takes care of those that people are shunning upon right the world is going to hate you and Christ said that the world is going to hate you for my name's sake they're going to hate you because you choose to do the right thing you choose to follow me you choose to 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 love others when they are unlovable you choose to do things in my name you choose to because you know who you serving All right, Abraham, you know, Abraham told the rich man, you know, even if we go, they're not even going to believe us. They're not going to listen, you know, because, so, well, they have the prophets, right? They have um, um, Abraham, they, they have Moses, they have the Bible, they have all these preachers that are preaching. But again, we have to be careful of who we listen to, you know, because, you know, we look at certain Christian pastors and they're driving in, in $100,000 vehicles. They got airplanes. And sometimes we think that's what Christianity is all about. Christ didn't die for us to be rich. Christ died for us to gain eternal salvation and the salvation in him alone. Because he is the way, the truth and the life. No one could go to the Father except through him. So not your money is going to get you closer to God. No the amount of money that you take to the church is going to get you closer to God. If you do not submit yourself unto Christ and believe in him and repent away from your sins, you know, we are suffering because of our sins, not because God chose to put suffering on us. We are suffering because we were born into sin and sin alone. That's why we suffer. Because when God created the heaven and the earth, he said everything was beautiful and our father is a good creator. Like he he knows what's good for us. I've never sat in my house seen a bird or uh, uh, or a deer walk through the woods to my house and knock on my door and say, yo, oh God, what you got give me now? I, I, I want to chop a little bit, make I go give my picking something, make you also <laughs> chop now. Enough you possible. never see that. Because yeah. God provides for them. And even if God provides for the animals and the birds that are flying, how much more those of us that truly believe in Jesus Christ, wouldn't he do it? But sometimes we look at things and we it, 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 it drives our mind off what God is doing in our lives and we forget, you know. And I, I know my sister was talking about the government, you know. There are a lot of wicked people in the government that, you know, their hearts is far away from God. You know, in America, we say we are a Christian nation, but a better differ. We got so much evil things going on in America that we're not even a Christian nation anymore. We have never been a Christian nation. Go to China, go to Korea, go to other places and see how much they got love for Christ. You know, so the government may not do certain things for us, but we, the people in the government, 
if we say we are Christians, you know, we can reach out and touch one person and try to change the trajectory of what people see and what people do when they call themselves Christians and say, hey, don't look at these guys with their lush with their fabulous cars and they say they're christians but meanwhile their hearts is far away from god because some of them are robbing people in the name of christ and they are definitely going to pay for it you know so um i just love to encourage people you know because if you're suffering for christ your suffering is not in vain you know, and 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 don't don't you ever give up? Don't you ever look around and say, "Man, this person is living good. Why can't he?" No, God knows what He has in store for you. I'm not into the prosperity preaching. Um, I could care less if my bank account got uh, uh, no zeros at the back and they only got one dollar in my account. I'm still going to trust God because I've been in places that I know that if it wasn't God on my side. You not be hearing my voice today. I would have been dead. My children would have been fatherless. My wife wouldn't have had no husband to be here talking with you guys today. So I know what it is to serve God, and I know what it is to 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 have a lot and to lose it for Christ. Mm. You know. Thank you for so, that, Nick. Yeah. Um, uh, Mr. Dixon, are you there? You can unmute your mic. Uh, Father Victor, I don't know if you are back. Okay, yeah, Dixon, uh, you can go ahead. Good evening, everybody. Yeah, uh, good evening, brother. Whatever the time is in your country, we are in Nigeria. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, we are brothers now. Don't 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 let the time divide us, and you know we are all brothers. So God. <laughs> Gleaning what from what uh, our brother and sister said, uh, I would like to quickly just buttress on what our sister said and what our brother said. That uh, all these sufferings, a, a certain percentage of them are self-inflicted, and it has always been, and self-inflicted and out of wickedness by by fellow brothers and sisters. And it has been in existence right from the creation when Cain had to kill Abel. That's one point of wickedness. And what God has given everybody is free will. It's granted to every man. So you make your decisions. So your decision will either mar you or make you better. And it's not only your decision that makes you, that determines your level of suffering. The decision or action of other people too also contribute to the suffering we. God is not a wicked God. He is merciful. And he's even becoming even more merciful as the as the world continues. So God is not wicked. So, but the, the consolation I just want to, to, to bring into this is that uh, God is aware of all these things. And that's why I want us, I want to share a verse of the Bible, uh, Romans 8, 35. It says, What shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, that means he's aware that these things will happen. Because God can see, he can see what will happen in the next five million years. 
such as tribulations, distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword. You God is aware of all these possibilities. Now, if you now go to verse 37, you say, No, all these things, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. It means that amidst all these things, if we seek Christ to God, we are more than conquerors. And uh, God is merciful. God is merciful. God is aware of our suffering. And most of these sufferings, uh, they make us get better. They make us, they make us to love God more. I'm very sure that after Job has won the, his own tribulations, nothing in this world that anybody can tell him about God that he will listen to him. Because how can someone overcome such and you come and tell him that God does not exist or God is not merciful or God is not great? So what shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulations? No. God is ever great. God is, God is ever great and he will forever be great in our lives through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, Brother Dixon Arije, for your beautiful sharing. Father Victor, I don't know if you are there now. Can you hear me? Oh, okay. Possibly he's not with his phone. Um, I'm sorry, can I, can I can I say oh, okay. something? Okay, you can go uh, ahead. About what uh, Brother Dixon said. Uh, okay. Dixon, I'm not going to be so formal here. He's a friend. So, in, for every one of us who are here listening, thank you for mentioning Job. You know, it's just like a good example for what I said. Like, when we, when we are faced with challenges, the way in which we go determines what happens to us. You see, Job, actually, it was in the moment of challenge. Like, it was a great challenge for him. He lost everything he had. But the only way he knew was God. And, it's, and like he was talked to that part, he was not ready to leave that part. And there was a gain for him. He overcame. And thank you for reminding me of that, like that wonderful verse, Romans 8:37. Through everything, we are more than conquerors. Like it's really, it's like, this is just a big summary for it all. Even in our sufferings, in everything, we should always give thanks to God, like sincerely, because they will not overcome us. They will not. But then our actions, it determines if we are actually going to conquer. Don't just say, because the Bible says this. Then you sit down and you, and you keep looking at it and you're not taking, like, you're playing the game of ignorance and the negligence. So it's a very good one. Thank you, uh, Dixon, for saying that. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you very much, sister, for your beautiful sharing. Oluwaseyi Abodunri, my dear friend, you've been blinking your mic. Can you go ahead with your sharing now? Are you there? Abodunri, are you there? Okay, let's go on a short break while Sheyi or father gets their network. Welcome to the Catholic Lab Podcast. Your podcast for everything Catholic. Do share this with friends. 
We're here with Bert Gezi, author of the book Voices of the Saints. And one of the most famous saints of the early church was St. Polycarp, whose feast day we celebrate on February 23rd, Bert. And Polycarp was a second-generation apostle. He was a disciple of St. John the Evangelist and has a direct connection with uh, the earliest period of the church. He was the Bishop of Smyrna for nearly half a century, where he was known for teaching sound doctrine and for opposing heretics. One time he bumped into the heretic Marcion, and Marcion said, Don't you know who I am? He said, I sure know the son of the devil when I see him. Ooh. was his greeting. Very bold, very direct. In the mid-century, in the mid-second uh, century, the emperors were requiring worship of the Christians, and the crowd in Smyrna were uh, demanded that uh, Polycarp be brought in to the arena and be either uh, forced to worship or to be uh, put to death. And here's what the biographers said. We have, this is an authentic record of Polycarp's martyrdom. A great shout arose when the people heard that Polycarp had been arrested. As he was brought before the governor, he asked, Are you Polycarp? And when he admitted that he was, the governor tried to persuade him to recant, saying, Have respect for your age. Swear by the genius of the emperor. Say, Away with the atheists. Polycarp, with a sober countenance, looked at all the mob of lawless pagans who were in the arena, and shaking his fist at them, groaned, looked up to heaven and said, Away with these atheists. Ooh. As a result uh, of his refusal, he was sentenced to be burned at the stake. He refused to be tied, and while the fires were lit, uh, he was miraculously preserved, and so they had to pierce him with a lance to uh, destroy him. Uh. And his martyrdom became a great uh, inspiration for the early church because it was recorded accurately and handed down even to us today. The great example of St. Polycarp, whose feast day we celebrate on February 23rd. And that's Bert Gezi, author of Voices of the Saints. You're welcome back. I'm sure we're able to pick one or two things from the life of St. Polycarp, his courage in the face of persecution. And we're also encouraged to be courageous while standing for the truth in our world. And today also marks a very remarkable day in Christendom, especially for pro-lifers who support life when the decision of the Supreme Court when abortion was made legal in the United States. I think that was 1973 or 83, if I'm right, which has led to over 60 million babies being murdered through abortion. Today, the decision was overturned by the Supreme Court, and this is a big win for pro-lifers all over the world. And we pray that with this, life will be preserved and nurtured and more respect will be given to the dignity of human life right from natural birth to natural death. And we'll continue to speak and encourage people in love to find reason to stand for life and not for the culture of death. Thank you all. Um, Uluashi, I don't know if you are there now. Can you speak? Yeah, thank you, Amir. I'm just trying to, I want to ask a question. Thank you for the speakers who have spoken. So my is, of course, I, I was trying to think of a question and something that is popping in. So I, the suffering can, okay, even when you inflict those sufferings on yourself, probably through some decision you make, something you should have avoided, like we make example to them. Can we still offer it up when we are deep in that suffering? We've made bad decisions that, okay, let's say I have the power at the point not to suffer those. Then when I'm, when I'm now suffering, can I still offer it up and now go to God, okay, I've made a mistake, I've done what is wrong, I should have done it this way. Can I still go to God and offer it up? Like it says, of course, 
can I still do that? And my, my other question would be, uh, the suffering, you know, sometimes I, I think I was reading the, the, the lady who died, I think, what was her name? The singer. Yes, and I'm like, yes, yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm like, s- okay. Sir, I'm, I'm sorry to catch you. Let, let me answer your first question for you. Okay. Cause, um, okay. I got, I got a tendency of forgetting mm-hmm. stuff a lot. So if, if you don't mind, uh, and then I'll tell yeah, you back okay. to you. Okay. I don't want to be rude to you. Okay. So, um, to answer your first, the, the, the question that you just asked, right. About, um, about us, um, going back to God, you know, the Bible, yes, we have all sinned. And we, and that's why Christ came to die for us, right? And once we believe in 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 God, yes, I still make mistakes sometimes, right? But you know what I do? I do not sit in my mistake and say, "Well, God is not going to forgive me." Who am I to say God is not going to forgive me? Because the God that we serve, He He is a just God, right? And to say a just God, you know, a just judge is not going to make you you like a just god is not going to make something that you've done wrong go unpunished right he's still going to punish you in love right so what am i saying yes if we have realized that what i have done i have sinned against god i have sinned against humanity i've seen so much why would i stay in it instead i'm going to go to god and ask god for forgiveness you know, I'm going to go to him for forgiveness. And our God is faithful and just to forgive us from all our unrighteousness. Because Christ died for you and I. Christ just didn't die for one person. He died for you and I. So instead of us walking and saying, man, I am not redeemable. I don't think God would ever forgive me. Well, I better leave for God is always going to forgive us if our repentance is of truth. Now, I used to drink, I used to smoke, I used to party like crazy. I used to do all sort of crazy stuff that you can name, you know. Um, I would say praise be to God and thanks be to God that I repented and he forgave me. And I even have the audacity to even mention God's name, to use God's name, to talk about the goodness of God. Because if I was still in my sins, I don't think I could even talk about the goodness of God. Neither could I even preach the gospel or to talk to people about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because then, you know what? I'm, I'm still in sin and I do not care what happened. But you got that Holy Spirit that is guiding you, telling you, hey, brother Ni, hey, brother Shei, what you're saying is wrong. What you're doing is wrong. You need to go to God and ask for repentance. You need to go to God and ask God for forgiveness. And the Bible says God is going to forgive us because he wants us to come to him. Christ said, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to prepare a place for you and I. And the only time we could go over there is if we believe in Christ because he is the way, the truth, and the life. Like I said, nobody comes to the Father except through him. And how can you go to him? It's when you ask for forgiveness. You ask for repentance. And repentance is a daily thing. You know, so if that if that answers your first question, and um, I'm going to pass it back to you, sir. 
Okay, you can go ahead, Shay. Yes, yes, you, you answered. Yeah, I, I love the answers. So, so the second one is, you know, sometimes is I don't know. I it's easy to try and judge someone's situation. Okay, he should have done it this way. He should have done it this way. What if the person is seeing it as a as a as a suffering, and leave it on to God to, you know. I okay, of course the thing that happened. Okay, she also have lived the marriage and all sorts. It happened in in uh, in marriages a lot, and I think for my parents they, they had issues. And now that I'm grown up, I I was happy and I thank God that they didn't separate. Even I missed those issues. Probably is their suffering at the other point. So, what if one of them has okay taking a decision? Of, oh, let me leave this marriage. Like we will want to rush in these days and do. Will I be today what I am and still look back and say, because what I am today wouldn't be what I am if they are not there. Probably they're living separately. So I don't know if you get, get, get my question there. So when we judge suffering, probably for those that go wrong, is it right to say, of course, we, we're not in their mind, just that why don't you do it and just leave the marriage as it were. But they see that suffering for Christ, regardless of, whatever outcome for some they come out great like my parents but friends are happy about it but for some like like the the singer did she died but still mm. the, a lot of criticism came so how do we justify that because it, only god knows anyway so i try to be careful there as well because whatever happens to us as a mark of god in it even if i don't i don't so suffering sometimes is is confusing so I don't know if you get my question there. Um, yeah. Lee, you can go ahead and address that. Yeah, I get your question now, but um, truth be told, I do not know about that thing that you're talking about. But when, when we're talking about marriage, you know, um, I do not support divorce, right? And I'm going to, I know somebody's going to say, you mean even that if it's the point of abuse and the woman? No, that's not what I'm saying. You know, if there's abuse in relationship that um, is going to lead to somebody to die, well, I'm not going to stand there to see somebody die, right? And if it means moving that person away from harm's way, then so be it. But if in this modern world, you know, and again, um, the last time I was in Nigeria, I believe I was like 10 years old, so I didn't really know nothing good, you know. Um, I used to be able to speak Yoruba, but I can't speak it no more, you know, because it's been ages. I'm in, I'm in my forties right now, so I do not know what goes on in Nigeria. So I can only speak about stuff that goes on in America, right? A lot of people just rush into marriage, and next thing you see, they do not wait to have the marriage grow, because the little issue that they get, because they see people. They see what Hollywood has painted as marriage and it's all going to be, you know, lavish life. It's going to be um, party every day. It's going to be good. And when troubles come their way a little bit, they walk away from that marriage, not wanting to fix it because one person has their own different opinion and there's always division and then they divide and, and walk away, right? But... If we had waited, if we have waited and gone through marriage the right way and seek the counseling of the pastor of, or maybe even with 
the counseling of the father or even going to go seek marriage counseling and you know you know all this things is going to happen but when it happens remember we can work to it you know i've been married once and <laughs> i'm still enjoying my marriage right um i've been married almost 15 years now i have six children and i'm enjoying my marriage but when i began with my wife it was rough I ain't gonna lie to you, there are days that I wanted to walk away. But then I remembered something, you know, the, the, we said to that do us apart, right? And well, so be it. It's either I die or she dies or we both die at the same time. But the only thing that is gonna do us apart is when the Lord calls us. And regardless of what we may be thinking about each other or how much I wanna choke my wife or how much my wife wants to choke me guess what before we go to bed there's something i always say hey i'm sorry if i offended you and we talk about it you know so until people can learn how to talk about it and people can learn to come together in unity to understand that hey i wronged you you wronged me in this way what can we do not to let this happen again or not to fall into the arms of the devil and say, hey, um, this person is not good for me no more, so I'm going to walk away. Now, if there's abuse that the man or the woman, you know, is constantly beating the man and or the, or the woman is uh, or the man is constantly beating the woman and to the point that you know that this person is going to die if they don't pull them away, if they don't, if they don't pull that man or they don't pull that woman away from that marriage, you know, that's the only time you know and, and even that i do believe that you know pull them away and that man or that woman need they both need counseling and way to help them heal from that abuse you know we try as possible as a church to talk not for them to stay if you know there's an abuse please i hope I'm getting this right so nobody thinks I'm saying if there's if, if abuse you stay in I do not support abuse so just to put that clear you know but pull them away and that that woman needs good counseling so maybe she that she she doesn't walk around looking broken and if there are children involved also those children may need counseling also so they know and I, you know, they know that, hey, this is not right. This is not how you treat a woman. This is not how you treat a man. You know, I pull my son, my oldest is 14 years old. And I tell him, hey, you, you're going to treat your little sister with my, my daughter is four years old. You're going to treat her with the best respect that you, you can, that you know, that you see me treating your mom. Because guess what? The man is supposed to treat a woman with respect. And that's going to be the same talk I'm going to have with my daughter also. You treat a man with respect. This is the same way your father treats you with respect. That's the same way. And it goes both ways, right? So till we, till we teach our children and we teach our brothers and our sisters. Yes, sweetie. I'm, I'm talking. I'll talk to you later, okay? I love you, baby. You know, so till, till we teach people with, with respect, you know, and and, and and the best thing we can give somebody is the love of God, the love of Christ. Because he laid, I mean, that's the ultimate love. 
that he laid his life for us. I mean, there's no love like that on earth apart from what Christ did for us, right? So, um, if that if that answers if that answers your 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 question, you know, um, again, the Bible talks about you know the divorce actually started from Moses when the people wanted all those things that Moses granted them. But even that, if you ever get a divorce, you you can't get married again because then you're already committing adultery, like the Bible says. So we, we got to have that also that, you know, marriage is good. God created marriage between a man and a woman. And everything God has made, he said it is good. But when we let the, the devil creep in into our lives, into our marriages, and that's when we start struggling. And, and, and it's okay. For, for when if you're struggling in your marriage for you to look at somebody and say hey I'm 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 suffering in my marriage we're struggling this way how did you guys make it you know because I wouldn't have made it to my 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 15 years of marriage if I never opened my mouth and said man I don't know how to treat my wife can can you guys been married for 50 years man how did you guys make it you know if I didn't go to my parents and say mom dad man you guys been married for this whole time, man, how did you guys, man, how, mom, how do you stand my dad? Because I can't even stand him and, you know, say, hey, this is what we did, you know. Troubles yeah. may come, but when they come, we both work things out. If 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 that answers your question, sir. So, so she, does that answer yeah. your question? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. And Thank I you she, very much. About um, what... Oluashi asked. Okay, please, I'll be brief about you. I'm trying yeah, to round be. off now. Yes. Okay. So, one thing is this. Like, I want you to see it as a fair like. But one thing is, no one has the right to judge people for what they are going through. We are humans, like we said earlier. And then, um, it takes a deep understanding of whatever people are going through. You see, people will suffer in marriage uh, because of one person's action or the other. Do you still see it? I want you to still see it like as human actions. You know, like uh, Mr. Nee said before, like human wickedness. Because you cannot think of eating a fellow human like you when you love him or her. Like, you still have the fear of God in you. And for the singer who died, I never had a say because it was a deep toss. You know, she was trying to do what was precious. But what if a death? was the only way God could save her. Because probably God knew she was going to be in that marriage and she would continue to suffer. And God said, God decided, like, maybe, I'm just saying, like, it's enough. Enough of this suffering for you. And that's the way I see death sometimes. You know, when God wants you to go out of it, and there is no other way, even God knows, like, our heart, like we are so stubborn. You, you you want to keep going and God knows that there is no way this thing is going to go on for long and just God just decides in his own mind like it's okay you just have to come and rest of course we have to all have it at the back of our mind after all the sufferings even after all the enjoyments there is still one thing we cannot all escape and it is death so that's just it that is inevitable thank yep. you for that <laughs> and um i think i would also say this 
uh, we shouldn't just treat people with troubles or people facing some challenges as projects to be fixed. A struggling, and it is in the process of trying to make friends with them, trying to see them as human persons that we are able to help them out of their present situation in and get them to a better position. So, but when we are um, judgmental and our attitude is ash from the onset, instead of drawing them closer to the word of Christ that we are trying to preach, it pushes them afar. And this is not to say that we should not say the truth. There's actually a kind of blurry line between you telling them the truth about the situation of things. Oh, this thing you are doing is wrong. That is not a bad thing. But your approach then after this, how you then behave to them, what the, that is actually what matters. For some, they take it to the extreme and say, oh, it is an act of love not to say to the other person that what you are doing is wrong. And I think the right Christian approach is that, oh, um, even though what you are doing is wrong, uh, how... What 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 has led you to it? You know, asking those questions. Do you feel joy with it? What 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 caused this? You know, trying to enter into that person's experience and help lead the person out of the condition, not just seeing them as projects to be fixed. So I think we've had a beautiful and fruitful discussion tonight on this topic. It'll be lovely to hear from Father as well, but I don't think he's. Um, with his phone now or is able to speak thank you Ni, for accepting to have this interview and sharing your thoughts with us it's been a fruitful deliberation my network has been throwing me in and out i think it has thrown me out like six seven times and i don't want that to continue so it's better we uh, end the podcast we've had one hour 42 minutes of discussion so thank you she thank you mr dixon miss bridget father victor uh, Bartolomeo Biadi and Mr. Benedict A. Akin, thank you for staying tuned till this point. I don't know if you have a final word on the topic of today, so we close the room. Oh no, so I was just going to say, man, this was a um, really good um, um, chatting also, but I just want to encourage everybody, just know that whatever you're going through, God, God, God truly knows. And um, I, t I tell people sometimes God God wants you, you know, not, and please, again, I always like to clarify what I say. You know, sometimes God don't want you to depend on yourself. God don't want you to use your own common sense, right? God wants you to rely on him because God has always provided for me every time that I've relied on, on, on him, you know, and um, just want to say thank you for, um, having me and I know it's like late in Nigeria it's almost um, five o'clock over here in America but um, I just want to say thanks and then um, yeah thanks to everybody on stage and everyone listening uh, my name is me and I'm yielding uh, the mic back to you again my brother Richard oh, okay thank you very much Ni. and my passage for us all tonight this evening as we leave Luke 14 verse 27 Luke 14, verse 27. And whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Once again, and whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. 
I wish us all a lovely evening wherever we are and keep fighting, keep the battle on, continue to stand for Christ in your speech, in your actions, in whatever you do. And at the end, good will prevail. Thank you all and see you again on our next episode. You want to learn about your faith? Sit back, relax. Stay tuned to the Lab Podcast with Richard Oyelake. So, good night everyone. See you again soon.